Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Right, hello there. Um, we are talking, we're finishing up chapter three today, and we're talking um, about the very end. And I have to tell you that this is like my favorite part of chapter three. Um, these passages that we're going to get to. And I keep thinking after we're done, I think of this every single time, every time. So I'm just going to say it right now from the beginning is um, we talk about God and um, how we put like the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And like, why? And where did this desire to not obey God come from and how it's free will Right, um, and I just want to remind people that if God did not give us free will to choose Him, then He would not be a good, kind, and loving God. He would be a dictator. Yeah, that's true. Or He would be yeah. a prison warden who would be telling us, "This is what you do. This is how you do this. This is where you go now." Mm-hmm. So, by giving us that free will, He is showing us. He's opening his hand and saying, this is what I'm giving you. And you have the option to have all of these good things. And I have all of these good things for you. And I have that option for you, but I want you to choose it. I want you to knowingly make the decision that this is what you are doing. Because that is where we build relationship and we build trust. Mm -hmm. And he wants that trust and relationship, not that dictatorial, this is what you have to do. So anyway. Yeah. And he may not have even, we may not have been angry about the dictatorial. We might've been like automatons, just, okay, there I do this. Okay. I do that without good relationship with him. Yeah. And that's not like really living life. Right. That's not living life and life to the fullest. Like he wants for us. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just, Literally every time we would stop, I'd be like, oh, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> so we'll just say it now. That was good. That there was you good. go. Anyway, okay. So do you, know, do you know what I've been wanting to say? Hmm. I wonder what it was like for Adam and Eve, like, I don't know, two, three hours after this, looking at each other going, what just happened? What have <laughs> anyway. you done? Yeah. How long do you think they hid do you think it was like right away? I mean, they were like, ooh, shoot, let's grab some figs and some. I think it was right know. away. There was yeah. like, there was no twine. God every, they walked with God every evening, right? Right. And so sometime before that evening. Yeah. yeah I don't so you think, think it was days. I think it was that same day. You think they like automatically, I mean, their eyes were opened, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then automatically they're like, ooh, let's find some big leaves and some vines that we can make some little clothes yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. Before first God we gets have to, Yeah. 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 First it's we like, have to make a singer sewing machine. So let's get at that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you give your kids chores, like, you know, you say, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store. And when I get back, I need you to have these five things done. 
yeah. right? And then you kind of give them the heads up, like, hey, I'm on my way home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you so know they're they can, scrambling. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe that's how it was. They were like, oh, God, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. We better get ready. But Hurry up. I think as soon as they ate that fruit, they had that sense of separation from God. Yeah. It had to be terrifying. Mm. Absolutely terrifying. Because yeah. I've always said, you know, the idea of hell, uh, whatever, you know, it is. One thing that, because people say, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Blah, blah, blah. One thing it certainly is, is separation from God. Yeah. And everybody has to stand before God and give an account of their life. And can you imagine going in front of God when you're not saved, you're not a Christian, going before God seeing God, his holiness, his love, feeling the light, feeling, and then having to turn away and be shut away from that forever. Yeah. That is overwhelmingly, horribly. That's a living hell. Terrible. That is hell right there. Yeah. Just being in God's presence and having to go out. So I'm sure they're suffering. Mm-hmm. Well, we went super deep before yeah, we, we even got to <laughs> before we even got to it today. Whew. Yeah. Well, should we move on? Yes. All yes, right. we should. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Genesis three twenty through twenty four. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So here's the first animal sacrifice Mm -hmm. and God's helping them. You know, I think that's like, Oh, you guys really messed up. I'm going to give you some help here. You know, the fig leaves aren't going to cut it. They're going to dry out and shrink and, you know, crumble apart. Dry. (laughs) So, um, so now an animal has to die because of their sin. But this is they haven't bare. brought death only to themselves. They've brought death to the whole world. Mm-hmm. But this is where we see God's grace right here yeah. in the fact that he is, he is setting them up for as much success as they can have in this newly fallen world, right? He's clothing them appropriately. Um, and Eve is named Eve because she would be the mother of all the living. So he didn't say like, mm, you guys really screwed up. Squash, we're starting over again. <laughs> Squash. You know, man right. 2.0. Um, this is where he says, okay, so you're going to still have children. It's not going to be pleasant, but you're still going to have children. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to clothe you. And you're going to go out. Um, and then, even though he banished them from the garden, um, he didn't destroy the garden. 
Right. Right. Instead, he put protection around it mm -hmm. because he could have easily been the same attitude of like, ah, this one didn't work. Let's get rid of it. You know, but that was his perfect place. So he kept it. I, I, I noticed that too. And I um, might be a crazy thing to think about, but I don't read anywhere where the garden is destroyed. I think it's still out there somewhere. Yeah. I wonder if it got destroyed in the flood. It oh, guards the way to the tree of life. Mm -hmm. And the tree of life is in the second, um, mm. when the new world comes, the, new world, the right. tree of life is yeah. there. Yeah. 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 So but God could have taken that tree up. Yeah, I know. Too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Those are great I, suppositions, but. Yeah. I don't think we're going to find it on like an archaeological dig. Yeah. Or via Google satellite or right. whatever. Like our kids aren't going to come across the Garden of Eden while they're working on their um, sociology projects. Like yeah. that's just. <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Like how disappointing it was to come to Earth because like they knew the tr they knew the Garden of Eden. They knew the amazing things that were in there. And going, remember when we used to eat from that tree that had the green berries with the purple thing or something yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Just a longing for being back there and being with God. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, sure there sure. was. I think that longing still lies in the heart of every man. That's There's something missing. That there's This earth is it's just not quite everything that we need yeah. or that we're looking for in life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, I think that's where that started. There's that quote from C.S. Lewis, and I love it. Um, it says, most people, if they really learn to look into their own hearts, would know that they want something that cannot be had in this world. Yeah. There's always something we grasped, grasped at in that, in that first moment of longing that just fades away in the reality. Our lifelong nostalgia, our longing to be reunited with something in the universe from which we now feel cut off to be on the inside of some door, which we've always seen from the outside. It's no near, it is, is no mere neurotic fancy, but the truest index of our real situation. Oh man, when I read that, I was like, that is so sad. And that felt so true. Yeah. To me also. Well, I think we see that with our kids and social media, you know, everybody's trying so hard to, to be in, to be on the inside, to be on the in, in the in group. Um, and I think that that's what that is. It's a, you know, we, we have an empty spot in us and we know it. Mm -hmm. like we can feel it. Yeah, yeah. We're always trying to fill it with something. Not to be cheesy, but it's a God sized hole. It is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. You can be cheesy every now and then, Susie. Yep. Yeah. We can't throw things at you right now because we're a, Virtual. <laughs> well, one of the things that I love is, you know, it may have seemed like a punishment when God sent them out of the garden, but he's also protecting them from eating from that tree of life mm -hmm. because he does not want them to stay in that eternally fallen state. Mm -hmm. And if they had just lived forever like that, how, how awful would that have been? So it's a protection thing. It's like, okay, now 
we're going to close off the garden so that you cannot eat from that tree. Um, and now we're going to let this plan of salvation unfold for mankind. Um, so we can send Jesus. He is life. And he's going to rescue all of those who call on his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really is the act of a loving parent. Um, and we, we do that every day in small ways with our own children. We protect them. And so God is protecting his children here. Mm-hmm. I like that in verse 22, it says, And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. This is where he's looking at as the uh, Lord God, so Father God, he's looking at Jesus and the Holy Spirit and going, well, now they know that there's good and evil. They couldn't live in this happy bubble forever because they chose, they made this decision. Um, But now is where we can really get to work. Yeah. You know, I think he, like I always kind of thought of it as, um, like the father God kind of looked over at Jesus and like gave him a little elbow nudge and was like, here's where you come into play, man. Yeah, get ready. You man. know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a little while, but, um, and it's going to be really heartbreaking, but this is, this is where you come into play. Yeah. Right away. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which again is just another showing of God's grace. Just yeah. all the way through. And I never really thought of Genesis as a book of grace. But as we've, I mean, we're only three chapters in. But um, each each chapter I read, I see that like God is this God of grace. He shows grace in the way that he orders things, right? He shows grace in the fact that he has um, controlled the chaos. Grace in the fact that he um, spends time and lets man figure out that um, hanging out with the animals is not going to do it for him. You know, this is not, (laughs) this is not what's going to bring you joy and companionship. And so then he's like, Oh, let's, let's bring in a woman. Whoa, man. And then, um, you know, he shows grace in the fact that he spends the evenings with him. Mm -hmm. And then even when they screw up, he's like, I'm not going to curse you. I'm going to curse the circumstances around you. So he could have just, like I said, squashed him, said, we're done. But he started all over again, like right. he did with Noah in Noah's day. He could have. He right. To do that. But he extends that grace to mankind to say, this is what I want for you. Here's my open hand of what I'm offering. And I'm giving you the choice. You have, I'm giving you the grace to make those decisions. Well, and he doesn't deny them his presence. Right. While they're locked out of Eden, um, God is still communicating with the people on the earth, with Adam and Eve, with Cain and Abel. I mean, as we read further on, we're going to find out God's not, he's not withdrawing. He's just set up some boundaries, some guidelines, some guardrails. Um, but he's still in there. He's still in there active and, um, and in relationship with these people. Just like mm-hmm. he is with us when we screw up, when we mess up. He doesn't abandon us. Um, there may be some consequences to our choices, but he's always right in there with us, um, working to help us um, turn things around. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Wow. Okay. Well, unless somebody else has anything, I'm going to go ahead and pray for us as we finish the week out. All right. Okay. All right. Father God, I just thank you for your good plan. Um, I thank you for your grace that has just been revealed to me over and over and over and over again. And maybe it's because I feel like I need some extra grace um, and that I need to learn to extend grace to others more than I do and more readily than I do. Um, But I just thank you for showing that over and over again, Lord. Um, I thank you for how good you are um, to Adam and Eve, even as they have um, looked at you in the face and said, look what you did, um, that you just say, you know, here's the circumstances and here are the repercussions, um, but I've still got you. I still love you and I'm still going to care for you and I'm going to set you up for as much success as you can take in this miserable little world now. Um, And that your plan is still in place, Lord, and that then you say, They know like we do um, that Jesus is right there with you and that um, he's part of the plan. And I just thank you for that amazing gift, Lord. I pray that um, as we go forth, that we would keep that in mind, um, that you are with us and that you are for us and that you have a plan and that you have had a plan from the very beginning. And we are going to screw up and we are going to make horrible mistakes. And we are sometimes going to look you in the face and say, look what you did. And you're going to look at us and say, I still love you. And mm-hmm. Jesus is here for you. And Jesus is, um, he has, he has finished it so that we can be with you, Lord. And if there is someone who um, just can't get their head around that, Lord, I just pray that you would open their heart wide so that they can get their heart around it before they even have to have their head around it, Lord. Um, that we would just be an example of this as we move forward, that we would extend the same kind of grace that you show, Lord, um, that that grace would just flow from us in our actions and our words and our deeds, God. Um, and thank you for that gift. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>